You're listening to Around Comics, episode 103. This is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman. I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello. And Mr. Tom Caters. You got a mustache this week, so I'm going to have attitudes. <laughs> Porn stash. <laughs> truck, Free truck, mustache truck, ride. Truck driver right stash Tom. Yeah, 70s mustache. I look like a character from a 70s movie that John Suntress only knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak, speaking of John Suntress, uh, you know him as the uh, uh, host of Word Balloon. He's our... Wait, oh, no, it's not John. Oh, oh, it's Scotty. Hey, Scotty. That, that old Warren joke. Yeah, that, that has been used too many times. <laughs> uh, no, uh, s- sitting in for uh, our no, uh, comic. Really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in for our oh. Monday regular, Mr. Suntress is Mr. Scotty Young. Hey, I'm bossy. <laughs> I'm the first one to beat the drum. That's right. Hey, John's gonna pop I'm in. Bossy. Hey, hey, John's gonna pop in a little bit later. But uh, this is some sense. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> Before he gets here, you know, we're uh, uh, happy for John. He's got a new job, and but uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be on the show as much as he has in the past. Why? What's his new job? Uh, he's going to be working. The world. He's going to be working nights, <laughs> radio stations. So what's he, what's he doing at the radio station? And he's doing commercials. Ruling. Oh wow! Ruling yes. overall at, really? at the mix. Um, yes. So the new mix. So their uh, their gain is He's getting our in the mix. Did Back in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> He's mixing up batter. Mixing it up. At the mix. Do they play a mix of music that everyone can agree on, including your boss? Uh, I believe that is their mantra. Yes. <laughs> really? That's their tagline? I don't know. Every play, every station called the mix has that. As that is their the whole tagline. family can agree on. Everything from Elton John to Billy Joel. <laughs> to Billy Joel. And everything in between. <laughs> There's not a lot of space yeah. in there. Elton John to Billy Joel is about two centimeters. <laughs> yeah, no. So without John being here, we can uh, we can uh, definitely uh, say how much we've enjoyed having him on the show. And please check out Word Balloon. It's a, yes, it's a we're, great we're, podcast. We're definitely going to miss John not being around as much. Hopefully he'll still have time to, to stop in, but uh, but you can always hear him on, on his own show, and, and you know, we'll make fun of him even though he's not going to be here anymore. So it's na- easier to make fun of him. Sure. Yeah, well... He won't look at you, won't be staring at you the whole time. <laughs> while you're doing it. While you're doing it, yeah. With one single tear down the side of his <laughs> cheek, and then you feel terrible. <laughs> and he talks about something they like, and then he's in the third person goes, why do you have to make Suntress cry? Yeah. <laughs> the Suntress is sensitive. <laughs> Father Pat's tough, but John is sensitive. very sensitive. Yes. Well, you know, uh, you know who else is sensitive? The clown who's crying on the art side. students are sensitive. Art, which is art a students. Great time to let you know that this episode of around comics is sponsored by Borders. When art attacks strike a small town, only four high school girls could be responsible. Get your copy of The Plain Janes by Cecil Castellucci and Jim Rugg at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the newest graphic novels. Wow, that was a short sentence. Find a store near you at borderstores.com or use the store locator at aroundcomics.com. 
Absolutely. And uh, if you want to hear a little bit more about the Plain Janes, you missed our 100th episode, you can go back and listen to that. We talked with Cecil and Scotty, and we're reunited. Reunited. And I'm bossy. Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Located at 4835 Northwestern <laughs> Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. Bring your own beer, though. <laughs> While you're here, remember to ask oh. Mark about Dark Tower's fantastic Pull West membership. It's truly one of the best you will find out there anywhere. All right, we have a new contest. It's our Be a Hero contest. Uh, rules are very simple. You can make a donation at www.heroinitiative.org. Then send us an email at hero at aroundcomics.com. You can include your PayPal receipt if you would, uh, if you would like to. Uh, it's really easy. A donation of $1 to $10 gets you one entry. Uh, donations in multiples of 10 get you one, do- or one entry Multiple. per, per 10. Oh. Uh, it's a great pi- prize pack. It's being sponsored by InStockTrades.com. They're including two $50 gift certificates. Uh, grand prize, our first place winner, gets $50 gift certificate to InStockTrades.com. You also get a hardcover Scotty Young sketchbook with a uh, wonderful Scotty Young uh, sketch in the back of it. No, in the back. What's that Scotty sketch going to be? Whatever I want it to be. No, Pro- no plans. Like yet. Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> nice. You'll also you receive a a, a one of a kind hardcover <laughs> edition of Jeffrey Brown's "I'm Going to Be Small." Jeffrey's not only signed, but has done a fantastic two-page illustration <laughs> on the inside cover of the book. Uh, second you, second prize uh, will be a fifty dollars gift certificate to in stock trade. Well, we guys, might have I, some other things to throw in too. Yeah, I think Norton's going to throw some stuff in. Yeah. I have to say that mm-hmm. when I listen to the show. You give me contest blue balls because uh, <laughs> you always introduce this contest as the new contest, right? So you say, oh, and we have a new contest. And I go, all right, a new one. Yes. We're teasing. Right. It, it's your latest contest. Oh, okay. Oh, Good Lord. Not new. Totally. Well, you listened. You were so behind the times. You weren't listening. Not now. As the show I'm caught up. You're caught you up now. not against me anymore. <laughs> but I, it's our latest contest. Okay. And we have, we have had fine, some, uh, um, some entries. And I think uh, you hear about those on uh, on Thursday. So I know Matt Kramer has donated. We had another guy donate. So. We have a, it seems like we have an email here from someone. Another guy. <laughs> is this someone that donated? Oh, yes. yes. <clears throat> there it is. It says... Uh, Hey, Around Comics crew, thanks for taking uh, such a proactive role in supporting this organization. You guys are responsible for getting me back into comics. My free time and my girlfriend know who to blame. I have but one request. You all have to stop making me laugh out loud at work. I'm looking at you, Tom. If I get fired, then I can't buy any more comics. Best of luck with the charity and keep up the good work. And that's from Connor, and Connor donated ten dollars to Hero. Well, so thank, thank you, Connor. Connor. Maybe if you took your job seriously, you wouldn't be listening to us while you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Don't not, say it's that. Not good. It's not good. How many podcasts do you? <laughs> how many podcasts do you listen to at lot, work? But I don't take my job seriously. Uh, I, <laughs> well, that's good to know. I hope my employers aren't listening. <laughs> I take it very seriously. I cry every time when I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making me go home? I have a clock. Don't turn off the lights. <laughs> Just one more hour, sir. Well, this is one of our Monday news and reviews episodes. We actually have a new segment this week. It's not just news and reviews. We're going to have news, reviews, and previews. Uh, after Top of the Stack, we're going to take a look at the at this coming week's uh, new releases. So Wednesday's new books that are coming 
tell you what to buy. Well, we're going to suggest <laughs> some things that people mm. may be interested in based on our own Sal and I will likes. suggest, and Tom will tell, tell you, you what you. to buy. You guys yeah. are going to suggest books that aren't out yet, right? Yes. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hype machine. That's us, we're baby. That's us. The hype machine. We, want, we, are. we don't know if it's we good. We're wizard now, baby. But the well, thing is, we'll tell you it's good a month It's all before. based on... No, it's ne- they're coming out this week. Whatever. Shut up. And everything, uh, <laughs> we're actually going to say here at Top of the Stacks, not about books we've read yet, but books we expect to be good. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's the that's next all my tops of the but, but only, It looks pretty. But only, I bet you it's good. Only if they've sold out before they're released. Yeah. yeah. Only if they're Otherwise. <laughs> my criteria is if it hasn't, if you can still reorder it by 8 p.m. the day it comes out, it's not a Top of the Stack. And if it sells out. <laughs> completely with high standards. Hours. I will not recommend a book unless every retailer in the nation <laughs> calls me to tell me that their store is completely out of copy. And you can reach Scotty at 773. Oh, <laughs> I only okay, fix books if they're... Those just those three numbers. I, I pick books on the amount of alt- alternate covers that are available mm. to them. Otherwise, I mean, if it, if it only has one cover, how good could it really be? Right? I, my top of the stack always has to have a Pop-Tart ad in it. <laughs> because I think Pop-Tarts are tasty. <laughs> I think that's a fine line of criteria. Or tabacky is wacky. <laughs> All right, guys. It is time for Wired to Wire comic book news. Wired to Wire comic book news. And our first story is uh, first taking story. a look at uh, DC's collected edition offerings for October of this year. We're going to look ahead a little bit, and there's some... Uh, some. Oh, you're kidding me. They're doing uh, what? another Absolute Sandman hardcover. They're going to do all of them. I know, but and it's just killing me because i got to buy them all. When they figure out a way to make something even better than the Hologram uh, editions? Tattooed into your brain. Ah. Uh, more extra. I can't wait. You get to write your own Sandman. Story. And then they'll uh, then they'll sell that to you as well. I actually I pitched an idea to DC that um, for the third volume of the Absolute, they they actually don't send you a book. You have to order this. They don't send you a book. They actually send a cast of actors to your house <laughs> to play it to out. play the whole thing out wherever in your house you want. Uh, and they Neil Gaiman does to narrations. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it just comes Imagine through. Imagine plays were like that, and you what, went to a like play, that? and then it got repackaged, and you went and yeah. saw it the next day, but like better. Yeah, well, they do that. It's with similar to like actors. renting a car, right? <laughs> like it's not your car, but you can use it whenever you want. Beat you it up, pay for it. Yeah. So yeah, you just actors. What come would something like that run? Cats for decades. Huh? A true collector yeah, like true. myself. You're Ten bucks. Ten bucks. <laughs> wow! And they didn't go. They're for not that. good actors. They're not good actors. Just really sheer volume that they need. it's pretty much anybody who can talk. Well, I am looking forward to the any any absolute that comes out automatically piques my interest. But the one on this list that caught my attention the most was the Spirit Volume One Deluxe Hardcover. So if you're a fan of the Darwin Cook reimagining of the Spirit, it's not even really the new Spirit. Well, it's Neo, the Neo spirit, the the yeah, like New Age spirit. I, don't know, it, I, mean, I, I said reimagining. That's probably not the way to describe it because it is pretty faithful to Eisner's version yeah. of the spirit. spirit oh, sure. Armageddon. I was Armageddon Inferno. Inferno. In my mind. Spirit Inferno. Yes. Yeah, spirit. But there's Inferno. also uh, an Atomic Knights showcase, which is sweet. Because mm-hmm. uh, any book about a futuristic like world where that was destroyed by nuclear bombs, and the only people that can protect you are guys wearing. Uh, old, uh, old uh, 
suits of armor that got irradiated who ride Dalmatians. It's just ripe with great storytelling. Isn't that that's uh, in the new multiverse? That's Earth seventeen, yeah, which you dubbed Tom's Man, Earth. The time, and there's also Metal Men coming mm-hmm. out. And those Metal Men stories are funny. Shazam: The Monster Society of Evil Deluxe Hardcover, Exterminators Volume Three, Question Volume One. That's the, the Denny O'Neill. Yeah, Bam. that's good stuff. Uh, Jack Bam. Fables Volume Two. Fifty-two. The covers hardcover. Yeah, all fifty-two of them. Deluxe hardcover. Deluxe. So it's going to be a hardcover. Hard 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 wrapped in a riddle, folks. Is it going to have a new cover? Oh. I want to put a hardcover of 52 Which cover would they choose? And if they do, will it be later collected in a better collection? It's actually going to have a front cover and a back cover, but then only 50 covers in between in the actual book. How about that? We'll do a hardcover of page ones of 52. Just page uh, ones. <laughs> Mystery in space. The, the uh, recap pages. <laughs> Just the recap pages. The no, whole hardcover. They do fifty-two hardcovers of no. It would be it'd be fifty-two times twenty-two, whatever that would add up to. Of <laughs> each page, out, each page of each issue, and so you have to collect them all to get yeah. the entire. But you can only read it one page at a time. <laughs> it'd be the best-selling book ever. Yeah, when each one comes with a Pokemon it. card. <laughs> Oh, two. <laughs> uh, Mystery in Space, the great Jim Star one uh, series will be collected. And, that's, a good, uh, that's a good book. And the uh, third and final volume <laughs> of Justice one. is uh, is going to be coming they're out. They're so. also publishing The Flash Wonderland, which is a collection of issues that came out about seven years ago that never got traded. So way to go, DC, on your timely <laughs> issuing of uh, the Jeff Johns run on The Flash. You know, you, you talk about uh, packaging and repackaging. I just mentioned Justice, which came, you know, the single issues, which did it wrap up? Is it done? No, it's not done yet. Okay. Uh, but they, they have the first two hardcovers, so it'll be three right. hardcovers. And then I'm sure they're going to come out with trades. And then yeah, you know absolutely. that they're going to come out with an absolute of that. Yes. Yeah, sure. Well, absolutely. yeah, that's the trick. It's, you know, you get. I, I own friggin' four versions of Watchmen, I think, yeah. now. How, how, many, how many times have you bought the, the Dark Knight? Uh, I bought the original issues twice in my life because I bought them, sold them, then bought oh, them again. Yeah. Yeah. I've bought I fall for two trades because I bought one, read the crap out of it, and then gave it to somebody, but then I wanted to read it again, and I never got it back, so I bought another one, <laughs> and then I bought, uh, I think, another set of, like, the... I don't remember. You there was like another, and, the and then that. the absolute edition. Yeah, I've, I'm a sucker for that. I can't help it. I fall for it too. Well, you know what else you're a sucker for? <sighs> what? The badger. The badger. That's right. <laughs> and the badger is yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the uh, the badger is coming back, and he's coming back uh, through IDW, which is interesting because IDW is not really known for superheroes. Well, he's not a superhero. Exactly. So I think it's, it's actually a, a fairly good. Fit. Well, he he's a very oddball superhero. Is he an adventurer? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, a kung fu master. Uh, but you he's also the sociopathic. Lord, no. Chicago's very own uh, Mike Norton worked on the Badger for in the what the Image days. Yeah, that uh, was his first book. I yeah. think was yeah. the Badger. Um, Is he still a Vietnam War vet consistently throughout it? Yeah, he was. He's okay. a florist. He's not like <laughs> he's, a, he's he's not like uh, the Punisher where they changed it at some point. No, they never really changed that. He was always uh, okay. that. I mean, I've only read the early stuff. I never I never really read the Image stuff, so I don't know if they it wasn't that good. Change it. I've actually never heard of the ba- I mean, I've heard of the Badger. Like <clears throat> you'd like the Badger. People say, "Oh, Mike worked on it." Badger was a cool character. I mean, he was actually it was it was 
sort of like to me it always felt like it was uh, uh, making fun of characters like Wolverine or the Punisher where he's like this completely psychotic over the top superhero right. he was mentally he was crazy cr- yeah he was mentally unstable yeah. he but he's really ba- a badass and just loved to fight it, it was but it, there was a little bit more to it than that I mean as the series went on there was you know a, a lot of very strange things that that went on and he ended up crossing over with Nexus and yeah. and that changed some things but um, but the interesting thing about this story is that you know they're trading it. They're you know they're going to have the complete badger and trade. Not just the new stuff. Just yeah. not, not the you know. And so they're going to do all that. So you can go back and get that. And I I recommend it. I loved the book when I was growing no, up. No yeah. more no more diving through uh, quarter, quarter bins yeah, for dollar you to bins. finish your <clears throat> And then they're going to start a new badger with Mike Barron, who is the original writer of the badger, um, writing it once again. So. For any bad, I know there's Badger fans out there. I'm a Badger fan, and and uh, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. you can read <laughs> the story of the Ghost of Baskin Hill. Yeah, the we talked about on the Crankcast. I went to school in Madison, so whenever he was in Madison, I was always like, yeah, <laughs> yay! Cool, right? I once got into a fight with someone on the streets. Like, no, I never did. I'm a huge pussy. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Fanographics is asking uh, anyone out there that has any high-quality or even, uh, better yet, original pogo art, you pogo. get in touch with them. Uh, what, this, is, uh, this is like the uh, press release from, uh, from Gary Groff. So we are requesting the help of pogo collectors who may have original art or high-quality reproductions of Walt Kelly's pogo strip. We are currently assembling Walt Kelly's pogo, the complete daily and Sunday strips. We're looking for the best possible black and white reproduction of both Sundays and dailies, especially the Sundays. If you have the original art or proofs that you would be willing to let us scan, we would be grateful if you would contact us. You can email us directly at groth at fantagraphics.com. Please put POGO, P-O-G-O, in the header. Thank you, Gary Groth, Fantagraphics. So if you have any... You know, do, you, do you have any original pogo? No, God, no. <laughs> I don't have any. I have a pogo uh, like trade that I mm-hmm. had bought when I was a kid, uh, and before like trades existed. But this was like it was like a big phone book. It was like a Cerebus size phone book of pogo stuff. Send um, that in, man. You think they'd want it? No. I don't think so. Yeah, but, um, Fantastic Four, the cartoon, mm. is coming to the Cartoon Network. It will uh, premiere the first uh, 26 weekly episodes, uh, and that's going to start on June 9th, uh, right before the Rise of the Silver Surfer feature. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on that Saturday. So Just for kids. Just for kids. 9.30 p.m. <laughs> Why the hell would the they children. do It's like a cartoon. Is it an adult cartoon? They know I comic mean, book fans are home on Saturday night. Th- I they, guess so. They released the, the four episodes that ran last year. I didn't even see them. I haven't seen them. I, I, saw I never one. saw them. Yeah, how was it? It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because it's an anime style, certain mm-hmm. people were like, oh, that's not what the, Fanta- the Fantastic Four cartoon should be. I hate people that draw on it. They should dig oh, up you- Jack Kirby. Flash <laughs> art. So how do you feel about Sin City? Well, I think that <laughs> they should make a video game. I like the <laughs> what about you, Chris? I liked the book. I loved the movie. Now I can't wait to do it myself in a yeah. video game. I want to stick a dude's head in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a who's the who's the actress that played uh, the girl in the bathroom, naked? 
the girl. Oh, jeez, uh, uh, Mar- Martinez or something like that. Uh, it was uh, Marv's uh, parole officer. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of her name. They should have her in the video game a lot. Yeah, <laughs> naked yeah. a lot. Yeah, because that was she the- played like the mom in that that goofy in that series of Robert Rodriguez. Uh, Spy kids. Spy kids. You know, I can't even because uh, then this doesn't even be in like dirty, like she's stunning. Yeah, absolutely. It, like yeah. head Takes to toe. Breath away. Yeah, literally. Like not in a, like because she's not like in a perverted chick, way. Like a dude, right. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, but no, uh-huh. she's you know, but gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, you see her on that, and you just go. Wow, that is perfect. She's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I. I Would you like a statue made? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, the, the Sin City video game will be coming out. They haven't released a date, but uh, Frank Miller is going to be uh, a part of it. So Very look nice. for that uh, in the coming months. Can't uh, wait. Uh, all, something else to look uh, forward to, and also in black and white, is uh, going to be a new series from Rick Remender called Sorrow. Sorrow. It's um, Sorrow. Looks like it's going to be a four-issue miniseries. Uh, it's going to be uh, a horror story based uh, more on possession, which no. uh, which Remender says is something that he's always been fascinated with. He must be Catholic. I went to Catholic school, and I'm also uh-huh. fascinated with Catholics possession. are so afraid of, of like the Exorcist. You Every Catholic the, I know is scared shitless you know of that movie. Funny, the thing is, the demon's already inside of you. Well, Ooh. yeah, I don't have to worry about it. I went to Hogwarts, and <laughs> possession's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, it's, um, it's not going to be done uh, just by... Come uh, on, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Every single Hogwarts student I know is deathly afraid of possession. Well, I only know three Catholics, but all three of them. No, I'm just yeah. Well, I didn't even know you were Catholic. I'm Catholic. Quite honestly. Uh, I was raised. Are you? Of, I was raised Catholic. Are you, are you ra- afraid of possession? Well, I, think cool. yeah, I think it's pretty neat. <laughs> no, you're just saying that, but deep down inside, you're scared yeah, like, shitless. Oh, I just pissed myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just dribbled just a little. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> well, the uh, the creative team for this uh, looks pretty cool. It's uh, not just going to be uh, Rick Remember. Rick Remender. Uh, it's going to be uh, co-written by Seth Peck, which uh, if you ever post on the the image board, Seth is is always around there. Um, Italian superstar artist. Francis- <laughs> is that his claim to fame, though? Really, that he's on the image boards? <laughs> Has uh, he written anything before? I think I, I got your priorities mixed he's up. Here. Writing, <laughs> I think he's writing something with Claymore. Is he? He might be working on. I don't know if Seth. He's, he's a, a Seth frequenter to a message board. Yeah, exactly. No, not email us. He, yeah. um, but they announced. He, well, yeah, he and Rick are doing obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sorrow, and then and yeah. then he's, and he's working on seventy six with Claymore. Well, anyway, way, you all can right. Looking for it yourself. Uh, also, uh, uh, Francesco Francavilla, which if uh, you've read the Black Coat, uh, you should you should know his work. And uh, it looks like uh, Karen Dwyer is going to be working on covers. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Thanks. It's available in June previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oni Press is going to uh, be bringing a new uh, a new series out in August called Black Metal. It is a full length graphic novel by the newest masters of mayhem, Rick Spears, and uh, uh, who did uh, who did Teenagers from Mars, which you liked quite a bit, didn't you? I did like that. I like uh, a couple other things that Rick's done: Pirates uh, of Coney Island, Dead West, which was Dead good. West. I didn't read Dead West, but uh, uh, I'm, yeah, sure like it. I'm sure I probably would. I, I, I like the thing. <laughs> yes. 
So okay, uh, uh, look for uh, Black Metal coming out in. They actually August. sent us a preview of it. 22, oh, did they? Twenty-two it page preview of the yeah. of the graphic novel. How metal it was, was it? It was very metal. It was actually pretty funny. It was like these. It's it's sort of about these two real like geeky metal guys who are playing. They play this album. And they find this album in the in the in the record store of they play like it backwards. Super, yeah, they play it backwards, oh. and they end up like <laughs> going. The they, they you know what it says? I'm bossy <laughs> when it goes backwards. <laughs> they end up like uh, going to this other dimension. And the 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 song when they played it forward was all about this like demon war and this sword that was created and everything. And then when they play it backwards, they like go and find the sword, and and that's kind of where the story goes from there. So awesome. it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was like an album. <laughs> I'm tricking out my van like, like a big sword. Yeah. A big wolf. So it was pretty metal. I gotta say it was it was definitely <laughs> metal. But it was obviously making fun of the whole you know sort of. Uh, some uh, some thing. disappointing news out of Marvel this week. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, you've probably heard how much I like the Blade series by Mark Guggenheim and Eric Shaken. And unfortunately, issue 12 is going to be the conclusion of that series. So they announced that, and Mark Guggenheim said it's not going to be the last time you'll see Blade. He's got some plans for the character. To He's putting Blade in Flash. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, but <laughs> it's going to be a rogue. You could do it. Very nice. Uh, so you have to become Captain Blade <laughs> or Blade Master. Captain Dagger. <laughs> Blade Master sounds a little better. <laughs> so un- unfortunately, uh, they just couldn't keep that series going. Uh, if you have a chance, please go pick up the, the it, first trade. The cancellation was announced just in time for that first trade to hit. Yep. Good job. Yep. Yeah, nice, ahead. nice market. Well, I, I hope that they do collect the the second six issues because I think they were even stronger than the first six. We we yeah. talked about it today at once. That was a series. Well, it started off okay. It really picked up. It took steam. a little while to get its legs, but once it did, it was really good. And it's a shame that they didn't get more time. Hopefully, this is like maybe if there's a huge outcry of Blade fans that maybe they'll do like Man a Manhunter on it and they won't cancel it because it was really it, it was really good and good and especially Chankin's art yeah. I thought was some of the best I'd seen it from him in years well and I mean Scott Scotty you're an industry guy it, it, how do you feel about kind of the, the comics culture where you really have to hit your stride in the first or second issue or you're going to lose readers and a book is probably not going to be long for the shelves I, you know what? I think a lot of times what what everybody needs to remember is it. While it does have something to do with readers, it also has things to do with the company publishing the book and the retailers who buy it. Um, it you know that's the numbers from the retailers are the most important part of it. And then you know then it's getting into the fans' hands. But if there's only a limited number of copies to get into fans' hands, to whether a book is great at the beginning or right. takes a little while. Um, sometimes it's it even will boil down to the hype before the book even hits shelves. Mm-hmm. It's like a book and has it, to be a hit before it. Yeah, it really does. It's getting to a point, yeah, where yeah. where you know the hype, you know, where the, the amazing screw on head, for example, you know, they wanted to do this cartoon, but they decided, ah, oh, we'll throw a episode on TV real quick and see mm-hmm. what people think. We'll see before it. So it's almost like you're cutting you're cutting off your legs before you even right. give it a chance to run yeah. by saying. We're not even sure about this. You know what I mean? Like, we're not that confident in Take it. Take a look. So let us know what we'll you, let, you know. Yeah. So automatically, I mean, you, you know, you look at it and you go, ah. So sometimes I think books come out, or before they come out, they try to get a hype going. And, and, and if they don't see that hype resulting in a, in a lot of reaction, sometimes I think companies or publishers can actually 
back out of mm-hmm. the excitement you know, of their own property though well, before, I, I, before I, it even starts. I think they pulled the cord on this one pretty pretty early. Right. And unfortunately, I think Blade, and we've talked about it before, it's a really hard sell character because you have fans of the movie mm-hmm. that are going to read this and say, this isn't the Blade that I watch in the movie, and they won't like it. And then you have people that would maybe be interested in picking it up, but right. they didn't like the Blade in the movie, and they don't know that this is a different style of character well, that know, is the, written very the differently. Cancel, I mean, and again, this is all speculation. While I am in the industry, I don't want to act like I'm, I sit in on any business meetings or anything like that. But, um, you know, the cancellation of the TV show could have played a big part. I mean, Absolutely. you look yeah. at it, it's not that... It wasn't that long ago that that got canceled, that this is getting canceled, right. and they both... They hit at the same time. You know, they, one was leading into the other, so... Um, that could have had that could have played its part in it. That will uh, that will take care of our wire to wire comic book news. But um, want to uh, want to move on to a few different ways that you can interact with the show. One of those is our hotline. One eight 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 six five G cast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. Just like this. Hey guys, it's your old friend Marvel. How you guys doing? Uh, listen, I heard that Sal wasn't going to be around uh, for one week, and what? I was wondering if you guys have a job opening. You know, I heard you guys are really good to you know to your friends, and you know, you like give people jobs. Uh, yeah, I kind of got tired of working in this uh, this other job they got, that my buddies Reed and uh, Tony gave me. So, uh, give me a call back. Ah, it's Marvel. It's Marvel. He's Captain. tired of uh, one. Yeah, of sorry, guys, sorry. So. Sal's back. Yeah, so. I'm here. All right, sorry, yeah, man. Stay with uh, what you're doing. Love I, the time I, paradox. I, I think we really know Sh- who that. That was Pat Loika. <laughs> was it really? Pat? Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was John. John stunt My double. Stunt double. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good, because we're ready to make our next popcorn action movie. Okay. Oh. <laughs> with Tom as the something's got to go as the truck driver. What the? <laughs> what the? Exactly. I gotta borrow your fertilizer truck. No time to explain. All right, we have uh, one more uh, one more voicemail from uh, Keith Cunningham. Hey guys, Keith Cunningham here. Just thought I'd leave you a quick voicemail question that might lead to some interesting discussion. Uh-oh. I've heard a few people describe the Marvel icon line as their response to image, and giving creators a chance to work on creator-owned work while still printing under the Marvel umbrella. Obviously, this line was created for their exclusive creators, but I was wondering if you thought the line could have the same sort of industry impact Image has, or even Vertigo has, if they were to open it up to submissions from people who aren't already Marvel exclusive. What are your thoughts? Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, it's a vanity press that's there as a bonus, basically, to to entice creators to sign exclusives, guys guys like Bendis and, and... well, yeah. And Brubaker to go, hey, you know what? You can still do your own creator stuff under the icon sure. banner. But I also think it's sort of weird to compare it to Vertigo because, I mean, image. Or did he, he, com- he did image. First image. Yeah. We've yeah. heard Vertigo well, he was before, hoping but for Vertigo. Can yeah. I open it up more and could it become a Vertigo? I, I don't or, see that ever. You know, have an impact. Like, have an impact is a different imprint right. in the same way that Image and Vertigo Exclusive have. contracts. That's. I, I, it's, it's, certainly, it's a perk. It, it certainly could. But I don't see any reason Marvel would do that. No. I mean, they're not going to... Those books, I mean, what does criminals sell at? 
you know, what does Powers sell? Those are very low. So they're not going to actually that. that. But Powers had Powers already had a built-in right. audience Party, before it moved over. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. They're not going to just start opening this up well, to uh, you know but to do is. to do different types of books exactly. to do and a vertigo like thing. It's a perk that makes these guys money, but it is a perk and it comes to a cost at Marvel. But again, somewhere on the balance sheet, it makes sense for them to give them this twenty plus thousand book monthly, sure. so that they can write the hundred thousand selling book or whatever. Oh, Maybe it doesn't sell hundred. Like 80, you said, it's a vanity thing whatever. so that guys like Bendis and, and right. Brubaker can Even still do that. Even that's still very limited, though. I mean, it's if you look at the amount of books since. You know, since well, there've been Powers and Kabuki were the kind of the first ones right. that came Straczynski's over. Straczynski's came and went. Yeah, right. That was a one so shot. It's still a, well, even, it was even actually, for the, even for exclusive artists, it's still very, very, very limited. limited. Yeah. I, I think it was open to be an ongoing series, and I, I just was, think the was lack that of Dream Police kind of no the uh, book of uh, book of fate. fate? No, it wasn't the Book of Faith. That was the other oh, one. Book oh, of oh, Book, oh, of, Book of, of Souls. Book of Lost Souls. Book yeah. of Lost Souls. It was him and uh, Colleen Dorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, well, he did a different one, I thought, under the eye. Maybe it wasn't Green under the eye. Green Police, I believe, was a one-shot. One You're right about that. And that was something that was going to start a Top Cow. That, yeah, you know, yeah. sitting on a show. Yeah, I don't see the Marvel ever. I mean, it's 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 like, it's well, like with Vertigo... I don't know how well Vertigo does for DC. Well, the, you know I mean? the trades do outstanding. The single do issues do terrible. Right. Uh, th- that is a co- like. Don't Vertigo, forget, though, Time Warner is backing up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Easier. Vertigo is definitely um, uh, a division of the company that makes for fantastic uh, R&D. movie. Movies, yeah, exactly. TV shows, I think, shows. Yeah. I think Constantine, like that. and that's it's well yeah. the balance sheet. And, 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 you know, and Marvel doesn't have the lab is not yeah. sitting with Warner Brothers behind them. Time exactly. AOL, Time Warner, where they can go. Okay, we have this division, but you got to their trades again. I mean, the tr- the when you go to a Borders. The Vertigo trades are plastered all over that place, not just in the graphic novel yeah. section. You'll see them in the middle, the kiosk part, the displays. The, uh, the only thing that would change what they're doing with Icon now is if it made a lot of money for them somehow. What, you know what I mean? What if all of a sudden criminal, a if if sudden, suddenly criminal all of a sudden started selling a hundred thousand copies, then they'd look at it and yeah. go, "Well, maybe we could." But it's just but not. I think it's, it's still pick and choose the specific creators. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're not going to open it up to open submissions. So I, always thought, I always thought the Max line was more mm-hmm. Marvel's attempt to do something like Vertigo. A little more Vertigo. Kind well, of, but still so superheroes. Yeah. But I also think I mean that's why it hasn't sort of. I mean, it's like superheroes that say shit. You know, like, right? Exactly. I wouldn't say that's like vertigo and boobies. Yeah, but they yeah. Did, but they <laughs> did try Howard the Duck. You know, they they gave Gerber six issues to bring back Howard the Duck, and they they have made attempts at other yeah. other genres. Well, they've done some western you know. stuff, and they've done you know they're yeah, they're, they're going to dabble with it just to sort of. You know, it's all stuff about out, I think but it, I superheroes think is what sells. I mean, look, zombie, look at how good movie come out, or also the the Hellstorm. Well, I mean, it's all about conviction, Hellstorm. right? I mean, if you put something out, you have to actually have conviction to to, to stick well, around for a while. You, you also right. have to think of the way Vertigo. Vertigo didn't start and then become a success. Vertigo grew out of the success of other things. Right, right. exactly. Included into, into Vertigo. Vertigo. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't now, just like we start Vertigo. Right. Now this is it. And Icon is sort of like that because Powers. Powers was the mo- the highest selling image book outside of the studio the image studios like Top Cow right. and Spawn you know the McFarlane those outside of those Image was the, or Powers. Powers was the highest selling image book yes. that was indep- completely independent creator owned outside of the studio so that already had a and I think if I can remember correct and I could be wrong but it was selling around 30 35,000 yeah, copies 30, an issue which for an image book 
is fantastic. Sure. So when you have, it's similar to what Tom just said about Vertigo. It has a success. Will they ever spin that out and actually create it? Marvel take Icon to that place. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, but I, I doubt yeah, it. I, I, doubt I would. It. I couldn't see it happen. Unless something runs away. Six. <clears throat> yes, right. That's crazy. what I mean. Unless right. something just went bonkers and then they go. Well, we can. You know, right. we do have an opportunity here to. Because I'd it. like to. I mean, you could put <clears throat> books like. It'd be nice to see books like Runaways or. Because I think outside that's still kind of, of an outside of yeah. uh, the the general idea. But you could start to craft and because Marvel's trying even like the next lines, wave. You know. You know They've tried, yeah. Next wave, I think, would be fantastic. Even though it's gone, it's always, you know, the good ones always go away. Well, well, there you go. That, that's the that's the kind of discussion that you can uh, that's a, that's help a bring on by, by sending the in a, a voicemail. So, go. thank you very much, Keith. <laughs> thank you, uh, we have a ton of listener emails to get to, but we're going <laughs> to okay. do that uh, oh, okay. after our weekly reviews and previews. It is time for top of the stack. Top, top of the top stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. That's right. It's top of the stack. Our chance to let you, the listeners, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the past week. Uh, spoiler warning: We have been trying to get a little bit deeper into the book, so there may be mild spoilers ahead. Uh, who would like to go first? Tom always goes always first. Go first. Why do you ask? Tom always goes. I'm Tom Gators. Someone um, it was funny. Someone left an iTunes review. I think referred to me as the squeaky one. <laughs> squeaky. Yeah. Because I because I because I did the Tom Gators voice yeah. last week. I'm Tom Gators. I always. And you know first. how when you hear your own voice in your own head, you don't think of myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes though I do get squeaky. Squeaky. Oh, yeah. you know what? Tonight though he doesn't have the squeaky because of the mustache. mustache, man. I'm Tom Kyers. I always go first, mate. Uh, none of the comic mine. books. None of the comic books were good this week. No, I'm kidding. Uh, my pick of the week is Gutsville from Image Ew. issue number one. Uh, the story by Simon Spurrier with art and letters by Fraser Irving. Irving. Sure. And I loved it. It was great. It, um, What's it about? It is about a, up. Um, That's what it's about. Uh, a ship on its way to Australia pages. carrying uh, prisoners that gets swallowed by some sort of leviathan or underwater beast. Cthulish. Develop a whole culture living on this boat inside a beast. Um, so it's Jonah and the whale. Yes. Extrapolated. And there's a lot of re- references to Jonah. Certainly. And uh, it's actually got weird sort of ties to his work on Clarion, the witch boy, with sure. the sort of underground society. And at first that threw me off a little bit because the people are sort of dressed the same way. Yeah. And that was the last sort of time I really read a lot of the Fraser Irving stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, God, this is kind of weird. It kind of looks the same. But once I got into it, it's... A very, it's a challenging read because they speak with oh, uh, thanks. Forked tongues. Forked tongues. They speak in uh, sort of a uh, very heavy dialect, a lot of accent. Uh, they don't give you a lot of clues exactly to how everyone relates. You kind of have to pick up on it. You have different storylines already going on. Modern yeah. story or period piece. It doesn't really fit either Tyrus. one because I think yeah. it's in between because I think maybe they are a culture that's grown up in this. They grew from a certain point. Yeah, in like history. Okay. You know, they obviously come from like an nineteenth yeah, century viewpoint. Oh, this but is generational. Yeah, so this is several years, decades yeah, later, this generations is decades later. later. So you don't really cool. know how long. You know Very where it cool. started, but you don't know. They're exactly like a stunted. How long. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I. I'm they there. have racial problems, like arguments about whether the uh, the abos. Came, were originally on the ship, or whether the Leviathan created them as antibodies to test them, because the whole wow. thing is like they don't think that they'll be able to escape the beast 
until they're all like sinless, you know, sinless and perfect. Wow, I listen. So there's I gotta like do a, some serious yeah, peyote. It's a very Puritan uh, thing, sort of. Yeah, there's feel like a culture. It. There's these uh, people called the Jonakin, which are like the leaders who are the religious leaders. Caters, I'm picking this book yeah, up. Yeah, this sounds awesome. Found, yeah, yeah, and seriously, and it's great. You have different subplots. You have a guy who's pretending to be uh, a member of like the aristocracy, who's also leading a group of people who are trying to overthrow the, sort of, the resistance. Yeah, and it, it's a lot of really sort of cool stuff like and you see a guy um the main story is that the uh the gutsville's rat catcher which at first you think is a an exterminator but really it's the guy who goes gets food because they eat the rats that wow. he catches so he dies he's killed by some beast and his son takes over but his son is an artist and his son doesn't want to be a rat catcher. I don't want to be a rat catcher, I don't father. Want to be, I don't want to be a rat catcher, Don't be father. a rat catcher. Your father was a rat catcher. <laughs> Your father's father well, was. So, yeah, and I, that's, sort of the, that's, well, that's the overall plot. But also, what I love is the fact that, yeah, that once too. you get to the end of the book, it also has uh, fake journal entries about beasts that they have discovered inside the belly of this creature. It's, like a, various it's fish. a curious crustacean. Yeah, they have uh, stuff about um, different bugs and different birds and... They have a map oh, of the inside of it, which I fucking nerds, love maps. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love maps. I love map. I love it when they include a map because I'm like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, that. That's you know, the ranch right catcher now. got it. One of my favorite things is because they, the layout of the culture is that one end is the swallow end and one end is the shit end. The sphincter. The, uh, they're like, oh, he lives towards the shit end of town, but it's not saying that <laughs> the end of town is shitty. That's just the Literally. direction that it's <laughs> yeah, that it, wow, you know. so mature. Yeah, exactly. And at the very end there's actually a text piece oh. uh, a nice well, little short pieces. story oh. and I know a lot of people would be like oh man if I wanted to read a book I wouldn't read comics and <laughs> but uh, I, it was great it's like a little murder mystery about you know people in this town oh, yeah. someone who falls in love with their maid and it's sold <clears> out <throat> here I was very upset are you really no shit that, really oh god damn Mark, it was good it, on that? it was already out the, the only thing oh, I would uh, nobody freaking asked for it beforehand, so for him. Yeah. The only thing I would caution people about is it's a very uh, sort of obtuse work. It's it's very sparse uh, in dialogue and, and as far as the, uh, the sequential art. I mean, it leaves a lot to your imagination and a lot of room for your imagination to sort of run through it. I think it. you have to you have to um, you have to pay attention yes. to who's saying what. Because they don't, like, Identify say names. Like, I'm Johnny, and I don't want to be a rat catcher. And then later goes, oh, Johnny still doesn't want to be... People don't right. talk in the third person. Yeah, Which, there's not yeah, much exposition. I mean, it's it's a, it's a <laughs> something you definitely have to pay attention to. But yeah. it was it was very interesting yeah, and I, very unique. And I, I like it. I like the art. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Salazar, what is your top of the stack? Uh, well, I didn't really want to pick this, but... Only because I've picked it, I think, a couple times before. I picked uh, Fables like three times in a row. Yeah, day, so well, that's it. it was. I didn't get a whole lot of books this week, and this was certainly the best one or my favorite one of the, of the week. Uh, Criminal Number Six, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's the uh, new storyline with Tracy Lawless, uh, and it's about uh, a character we kind of met before Tracy Lawless uh, a little bit in the first arc. Uh, or found out about his family a little bit, and uh, this story takes place with him coming back to town after having served in the military for about 15 years. He goes AWOL because his brother was killed, and he wa- he's coming back to find out why. And, uh, it, you know, it's I think I, I got a very solid feel of this series really, you know, almost like Brubaker finding 
not finding himself, but but really hitting his stride with this next issue, with issue six. The first one, while I thought was excellent, this one has a completely different feel to it in some regards. While it's still very noir and and you know you're in the criminal underworld, it's a it's a different. Um, different character and a different aspect of, of these characters that you're looking at. It's someone that's not necessarily a, a criminal, but he's going to be one. He was at one time, and he's going to be again. Um, so it had a, a different feel to it, but man, it just really felt so so smooth, and and uh, the, the entire thing just felt like Brubaker really just nailed it. I mean, the issue is very interesting, and finding out about these characters, and I can't wait for the next issue. The art, of course, Sean Phillips is fantastic, and and uh, the coloring and, and everything else. So Val uh, Staples doing the color. Val Staples doing it. I couldn't remember his name. Um, but Great book. If you hadn't picked up Criminal before the first five issues, uh, you can pick up the sixth issue, and it it really has nothing to do with the, the previous five. Each, it's a whole new, new story. Each new arc is going to be a great <clears throat> jumping on point. Yeah, absolutely. And and this one is uh, absolutely going to be fantastic. I can already tell from the first issue. Was uh, there a text piece? There uh, there was not really a text piece. Uh, Brubaker had written a little bit in the back, but there was a bunch of letters that they decided okay. they wanted to print. So there wasn't a whole lot we'll of text. Back to it next. Yeah, but they are getting back That's to cool. it. But they had a bunch of letters they wanted to print in this piece. So. It's my only disappointment about the uh, trades. Trades aren't going to have. But but he said that he wants to make the magazine matter, and that's the interesting thing. He doesn't call it a comic. He's like, I really want it to be more considered like a magazine. And, uh, well, it's consistent with the trade, too, because the trade isn't titled Criminal Volume 1 Coward. It's titled Coward. coward. Uh, right. Criminal novel. Yeah, Criminal. And this is Lawless Part 1. And and the other thing, if, if you did read the first one and maybe you weren't that huge a fan of that main character uh, because of his characteristics, well, this is a completely different, yeah, Leo, this is a completely different type of character. Uh, he's uh, much more of a badass kind of guy and very direct and, and, and not a coward. Yeah, certainly not a coward. He's a hard ass. Uh, so it's it's a just a completely different feel while still retaining all the the good parts of the first five issues of, of nobody Kermit. does street level like <clears throat> it, yeah, it's just great That's stuff. So it's playground. Uh, Mr. Scotty Young, what uh, European comic are you going to tell us about this week? Well, I only read one. I did read a trade this week, but. I, I'm I'm only so so on it. So. I'm only joking about the European comics. <laughs> it was a funny joke. I caught it. <laughs> Chris is Chris is the he funny man on the show. <laughs> he didn't hilarious. <clears throat> I tried to move past it so people actually yeah whatever. Um, but I read uh, what was the, the Batman Dark Victory. I read that. And I'm, I'm I'm so so on it. So I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to go back to my trusty art books. Ah, oh, art, 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 art nerd. Yeah, I'm going to bring. I'm going to. I'm going to tell people to go uh, buy this art book. I have a whole bunch, but I'll just pick one since that's the <coughs> rule in Barter Town. Um, <laughs> yeah, who runs Barter Town? Blaster, blaster, <laughs> um, it is called Pink Planet. Don't be afraid by the name. It's not a is that more a girl porn. Book? Is that porn? Hey man, is that a it girl is book? a girl book, but not yeah. in the way you think. Huh. Pink, Pink Planet <laughs> is uh, the art book for Olivier Vatin, uh, uh, an outstanding European artist who um, actually, I believe he. Some time ago, did some work for Star Wars for Dark Horse. Um, did some Star Wars issues. If you read the interview in the back of the book, um, in French, he says how he will never come back <laughs> to American comics oh, uh, because yeah. of the nature of how our you know in, in Europe superheroes. Well, in Europe, uh, it truly is from the writing down to the art is about the art one hundred percent 
all it can be quality. You know, they they want the time put in to be what it all it can be, and it's not time dependent. Yeah, it's, yeah. so you really get to make a, a product that lasts. You know, their books stay in print for you know they keep printing and printing, mm-hmm. and uh, they really approach books on the, in the way of. It won't be successful when we put it out, so let's make it the best we can and hope we build an audience over the next ten years. Which is a, I, of course, I, everybody wants something to be a success right when they put it out, but they do their best to set it up to where it can be a success in two years. It will stand the test of time. Right. It will. Uh, not that's not to say everything is awesome over there either. I'm, you know, but this is an art book of just uh, you know some <laughs> of the work that he's done. He did some design work for the Fifth Element, the movie. Oh. Um, Luc Besson. He did uh, 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 Mike Rowingo, who uh, Telos. They did a European. Uh, they did European versions of Telos back in the day, and uh, Olivia did a cover for that. Oh, that's cool. Because uh, he was a fan of that. Um, and then there's just a lot of uh, beautiful drawn women. Uh, <laughs> he is a great kind of. Uh, it's like taking the comic book mentality and then adding it in, you know, kind of like almost like an animated style of drawing, but a- applying it to the old kind of petty girl type pinup mm-hmm. drawings and things like that. So uh, he definitely has a couple different styles: a little cleaner style, a little bit more inky style. Um, I would just say anybody who's really interested in just checking out and getting inspired by uh, some really nice artwork, uh, go pick this up: Pink Planet uh, by Olivier <coughs> Vitine. It's published by Del Core. Um, Is it a hard, hard book to find, or we should you'll you probably have to go online Amazon? like Stuart? I think yeah, Amazon, maybe Stuart Ng. That's StuartNG.com. Um, uh, just you know, you can Google it, find it. Um, I've found it at a convention, okay. in San Diego or something. But you can usually get all these books online. Scotty's on the mark because he brought in that black set. Yeah, stuff he uh, mentioned. Well, yeah, I, I, wanted I was going to say Scott, yeah. Scotty in his recommendations is not full of shit, no matter what you might think, <laughs> yeah. because he in everything in, else he's pretty much full. Yeah. Of he shit. But in the, in the when it comes to art, not full of shit. It's like a picture of you in a suit on the colon. Fuck you. He he brought in the black set two two volumes plus the the making of of black sad and we're all going to order like it drooling yeah, it's over them amazingly beautiful stuff ironically i usually drool and i'm not today so uh, <laughs> it's dried john up that's how good it is i usually just touch myself what did you pick my top of the stack I, this was my my tom caters rule i was like you know there are some other things that i felt like you know it's like, yeah i should probably talk about this but I was like, this is what i enjoyed the most this week and that is uh, captain america 26 after what a 10 week Layoff yeah. was it about ten? Weeks? Was it that long? Yes, it was. Sir. It was a, while, a good man. long time. Uh, I was wondering this is, uh, I was the shakes. issue that happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's everything that happens right after the uh, the death of Captain America. We actually get to see the corpse, which <sighs> is pretty shocking. Um, Brubaker broke this book into uh, different sections on how different groups of people are dealing with. The, the immediate after effects of the death, uh, different wakes. It opens up with Sharon Carter and how she deals with it at Shield and dealing with her grief and you know a pretty uh, pretty harsh confrontation with Tony Stark because she obviously has pretty uh, uh, pretty harsh feelings about about him and his role in Civil War. Then it uh, moves on into uh, 
what they kind of call the, the public wake. Everyone that's not on the run from the initiative uh, meets, and you get to see you know Ben Grimm and Dum Dum Dugan and uh, Falcon is uh, is there at, at this bar, and everyone is kind of talking about their memories of of Cap. Uh, you see, you know, Tony um, uh, comes in later, but you get to see Wonder Man and and everyone the the initiative um, former colleagues. The uh, Mighty Avengers. Yes, the Mighty Avengers wake basically. Uh, you get to see the after effects on uh, from. Uh, Red Skull and Sin and 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 the group that is you know supposedly responsible Dr. for Dr. Faustus and, and uh, yeah Faustus and then my favorite Arnim Zola. Any book that has Arnim Zola <laughs> is cool. Right? You come on a robot with a with a, a dude yeah face. yeah yeah you gotta love that. Hello yeah. face torso. <laughs> I love watching you in action face torso. <laughs> well hello everybody. That's what he says back to me. <laughs> hello again Anytime you can team up like Arnim Zola and Modoc, you know, big head and little head together like Modoc. that is, is, is good Modoc. stuff. Uh, then you've got uh, the uh, the Secret Wake with uh, with the new Avengers, and you find out that Sam Wilson has basically become registered so he can, infiltrate. if not infiltrate the, uh, the the registered heroes, he, he wants to be able to... Um, Keep you know, tabs. Keep, keep, keep tabs. See what's going on. And I think he wanted to publicly, more than anything, I think he wanted to publicly um, talk about Steve Rogers and what he meant. And if he was on I lo- the line, I loved he wouldn't be able like, to do that. Throughout the entire issue, they keep referencing back to, everybody keeps saying to him, I really love what you had to say at Cap's wake. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and they never, and they never say it, but it's just like, it was just, it was such, such a well done part of the book. That's well, a nice invention. It saves Brubaker. Yeah, from to actually write something. But at least, yeah. But it gives you that. And, and for the first time since, I think, probably Christopher Priest, Captain and, and Falcon, Captain America and Falcon, Sam Wilson's like an interesting character again. He's not just yes. like this throwaway character. He There's well, a lot more depth to him. And, and and he and Bucky represent the two halves of Cap's career. Yeah, yeah, yeah two, absolutely. They are the two partners. And... A, and uh, obviously, I think we're moving towards an interesting team-up coming up at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Well, we get uh, at the end. My favorite part of the book is how Bucky is taking Cap. <laughs> yeah, not so well. And, <laughs> hey, you know, Bucky is the man out of time, just like Steve Rogers, but he had he got into a fight with a guy that looks like me playing pool. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which, was, which was great because Captain America is a traitor. Purposely being coy about Sharon Carter's role in the story. Oh no, that that she was uh, well, not brain well brain. Well, she was brainwashed yeah. by yeah. Faustus, and seems to be unable to confess to any of the heroes what she what did she's done. because she's still under Faustus's sure. control. Yeah. So that's kind of her own personal. You know, it's interesting knowing that she's responsible for it and not being able to talk about it. I, I've been kind of going she, back know. and reading some old Cap issues in regards to mostly like his death issues, Beaver and in almost <laughs> just checking. Beaver boy, shut up. <laughs> uh, in almost every one of the previous you know issues where Cap has died, quote unquote, um, it, it, it it always was Faustus had something to do with. It. There was like two different times that Cap died supposedly, and Faustus was involved. Uh, Arnim Zola was involved in one, and Red Skull's always been involved yep. in it, and Sharon Carter, and all these. You know, it's like so. I mean, I think Brubaker's he's sort of all the key he's elements. sort of pulling a Jeff Johns in the in the sense of like going back to all this stuff from years and years ago that you know, and pulling it back to the modern day. And, and the thing that I loved in, in this issue is like when Faustus was first, uh, it was like I can't remember what issue of Cap it was, but it was re- really early on. 
And it was funny because he was this, he was this psychiatrist or whatever, but he was like this hulking, monstrous guy who actually physically, you know, could outpower Captain America. And in who the book, in the, yeah, who happened to be a psychiatrist? But in this book, I mean, if you look at him when they show him talking with Red Skull, he's this huge dude. So I just thought that was kind of a, a neat, you yeah, know, one of the few they, people they that will stand up to to Skull. He's, you yeah, know, like, hey, screw you, pal. Yeah, I'm. Not, yeah, but uh, I, I definitely think you know. Obviously, Brubaker knows the history of Cap, and oh, and, I, and I love how Bucky's taking it. It's like you know, in this situation, you know, Cap would have talked talked his way, you know, to a resolution and explained to this person that, you know, that's not really being a patriot, that, you know, sometimes people need to stand up to their government. I'm not, I'm not Cap, so I'm going to crack a pool cue over this guy's melon. <laughs> so I, I thought that was Good great. Good and, and, uh, Oh, Tom's jealous. Now somebody else is doing it. What? And, uh, Tony, trade, and, and Tony, Tony Stark's got <laughs> some issues coming up. So, nice. All right, this might be your last top of the stack for a while. Make it count. All right, my top of the stack, I'll do it as Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. By the delightful our author, Gail Simone, a book called Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, number 100 and whatever the hell it is, I don't even know. I think it's 104 or 105. Uh, it's 105. Is that the uh, Big Barda? With Big Barda and Knockout on the cover. Yes. Uh, great. Thank 106. you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. The uh, I loved it. I, I think it continues this great story. It's a great team up. It's the Secret Six against yes. the Birds of Prey. Nice to see the Secret Six. Okay. And and wonderful elements of what you expect when Team A faces Team B in this kind of crossover, but also uh, Twist great action that. and great characterization. I mean, it's it's excellent. We're getting Spy Smasher trying to uh, you know really screw around with the birds and and Barbara Gordon has to contend with that but also the team is uh, you know dealing with trying to stop the secret six and it's a very interesting little spy caper and thrown into the mix suddenly ice is alive so it's this really great story it's a continuation but I I just love it I love the dialogue Uh, Nicola Scott is totally knocking it out with her art I mean her her stuff is gorgeous I really think there are a core of DC artists right now Uh, Nicola Scott uh, Dale Eagle Sham uh, Mike Norton. Mike Norton. <laughs> Mike Norton. <laughs> Who would you mention? Ivan Rice. I'll put Ivan yeah, Rice up sure, there, absolutely. Sure. I mean, yeah, there's just some really great iconic artists really right now doing a lot of great work, and, and Gail is very lucky to have Nicola on Birds, and I wonder who Sean's going to get, and I wonder where Nicola's going to go next. Uh, Queen Country. Nicola, I should <laughs> say. Well, that might be a couple of years, man, I according know. to Ryan. Nikki, to her friends. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. If <laughs> Which I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, <laughs> Nicola. And Scott. Hope to see you in San Diego. Uh, I know you live in Australia, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a great. Well, I don't think she's weird. listening. Yeah, she's saying cool. that shit from. I don't know, man. We get Maybe. a lot of Australian <laughs> listeners. We do, we do very well down under. We so. are huge in Australia. We are. We're big. We're like uh, the Slim Whitmans of Australia. Well, anyway, I, I really enjoyed it. Right. No, him, the Yodler, Rosemary. Sweet. We should Trust also me. mention uh, what because uh, Chris Burnham's like Ooh. hovering. Yeah, that, that's a, the, for the oh, la- no, for the last for the like last. Well, it's not, oh, not actually. I tell you what, Mr. Burnham, why don't you uh, why not you take my spot and uh, let us know about your top of the stack? Yay! <laughs> oh, top of the Big stack. surprise! Oh, I'm, I'm top well, of the I, stack. I, I Eleven seconds before, before he does pimp his own book and say this was outstanding and I, I am knocked out by how well I haven't read it yet. But if I had, well, yes, just. Neesman's uh, excuse for Atop the Stack was the book he was most excited about. So the book I was most excited about this week was <laughs> my own book. Uh, Alpha Man number nine. I, uh, it's my first published work in like a year. It's my first book out by one of the big four, I guess, Image Comics. And uh, it looks, I mean, if I say so myself, it looks really good. <laughs> uh, 
I'm so awesome. It, it's oh. a, I got to do a silent story. It's about this uh, this elephant man character, the Silencer, who's this creepy uh, hitman guy who hates all these elephant men. Human. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 he's a human guy. And so uh, half human. He's kind of robotic. I got to do a story. It's almost entirely silent. There's some sound effects and there's two caption boxes. One yeah. says, they call me the silencer. The other says, that's all you need to know. And I get to tell the rest of the story Spoiler. only in pictures. <laughs> and uh, you I, know think, what it, I think it works pretty it well. It does look it, really it good. It reminded me of um, the sort of classic, like, ten-page stories where you sort of have a twist at the end and you have... Really I'm, cool I'm nodding. I'm nodding as though you can hear me. Yeah, nod. yeah. He's not. <laughs> it, it sort of harkens back to. I think most people would probably more recognize it sort of as uh, like the Alan Moore sort of backup stories. You know, it, it has a longer tradition, but probably more people have read those sort of like Alan Moore Green Lantern stories, where it's like a short six-page story that has a neat little twist at the end that sets up the whole story, and that's that's the way this is. And it's great because the best thing about Elephant Man is. Uh, it's not really a backup story because it's sort of a flip book that you flip around and go. Like both stories sort of have equal value to it, and you get you like, two cover. really cool little. Chris got the cover. Yeah, well, there's well, there's yeah. So there's two covers, so I got one of them. Yeah, and it, it, it's David fun. Lloyd drew it. the cover. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Awesome. He's a pretty, yeah. How's that, man? Sharing the book with David Lloyd. That's pretty wild. And they, there's also a, a little blurb on me. Starking yeah, took a, a picture that, of me yeah. in San Diego. <laughs> so he wrote this ridiculously. You're too young to have a biography. (laughs) Ridiculously flattering bio of me, and then he mentions me again in the little David Lloyd write-up. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, he has a he has a man crush on me. But it's not yeah, it's not just a backup. This is actually the payoff to a story that was set up in the previous issue. So it does you know count or matter. Yeah, it it matters. And also, I would say the art on the on the lead story or the other story uh, by Moratad, who's Justin Palmer. Is that his real name? I'm not sure. I mean, but he, he likes amazing. something he likes, like that. I he likes more that. We're holding a stupid book. We're not smart enough to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Pictures do it. Don't, they don't put his real name in it, though. Well, they don't. His, he likes more tat, so it's. Yeah. I would say more tat. Something like Best that. work to date on the book, so it's it's a good one. Elephant Man number nine from Image <clears throat> Comics. Great. Well, he has a code name. Yeah, you know, it's like. He wants to be Pseudonym. the next Mobius, so Jean Giraud chose Mobius, yeah. so he chose Moritat because it comes right after Mobius in the <laughs> in alphabet. In the which is literally, why he chose it? Uh, Mobius one would. <laughs> Mobius A. <laughs> Mobius A. <laughs> yeah. He chose his Mobius on a message board with yeah, an A. Right, exactly. <laughs> Mobius A. Mobius one. <laughs> Well, congratulations on, well, the, on the book. Yeah, it looks so. great. Well, we love the Alpha Men, so too. absolutely. So there we go. Just another added bonus for us to, Yay. for everyone to pick well, it up. That's the top of the stack. Right. So shall we? Shall we call the next segment future stacks? No, just previews, previews, man. Previews. Wednesday's list. I don't okay. care. Okay. All right. It's not a segment. It's just a catalog now. No, we're just gonna list. There's. I. If this was terrible, terrible idea. Shut up. This was my idea. I thought. You know, well, we always talk. We do. We, we do our top of the stacks, but it's about, it's about books that are already out. Right. So I thought we would take a look at the books that are coming out this week, this coming Wednesday, and maybe pick out a few that are either books that you know are, are we've already re- we're reading the series, or because of the creators that are involved on it, we thought would be interesting that people might want to take a second look at in case they you know don't regularly buy it. Mm. It's just sort of us recommending stuff that is going to come out this week. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're in the shop. 
Wednesday, take you a look at these books. You're trying to explain because I, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm just being an ass. It's a multiverse. You're Big cool. shocker there. No, exactly. Yeah, so you're going to for me. So, so what? What? Uh, what you mean, Sally? What Sal has uh, has highlighted for us here is uh, I don't even have my list in front of me. Uh, MPD Psycho Volume One Trade Paperback from uh, Dark Horse. Yeah, uh, MPD. Um, that that is a the most read manga. Uh, like ever, and it's manga. finally coming out. Manga, it's it's coming out. Dark Horse is releasing it finally in an English translation, really? and it's coming. I this is a book like I haven't never read. Did Stephanie I, suggest this book? Well, I'm not suggesting the book. I'm just saying, it, it, don't forget that these books are out. I'm not trying to say go buy so this, go book. this book. Is that, I'm confused, Sal. All right, we've got uh, 52 <laughs> Volume One trade paperback coming out. He's not Part of me is really glad John is never He's coming really back. <laughs> 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 Sal's had it with me. Uh, oh, I wanted to know about the book if you knew about it. What's it about? Like, <laughs> like Jack Kirby's Fourth World Omnibus, Volume 1. What's that about? <laughs> I'm actually really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Right? Creature from the Depths, one shot, uh, coming out from Image Comics. Oh, you've already scrolled past DC. I wanted to mention uh, Deathblow and uh, Green Lantern, of course. I mean, John's kicking ass on Green oh, yeah. Lantern. We keep moving it closer and closer to the Sinestro Corps. <laughs> but Deathblow, as Azarello, it's an excellent book, and I think really one of the better Wildstorm revamps. All right, we got uh, Invincible number forty-two, uh, Kiss forty thousand or four thousand. Well, no, the, oh, on the Invincible book, it's a dollar ninety-nine sort of oh, introductory that's right. issue. That's why I put What's it in Kiss there because if you haven't been reading Invincible, this is sort of uh, a cheap. Uh, place for you to pick up the series. It's going to be an entire kind of a recap. recap of the entire series oh, up to this point. Oh, man, I'm going to hate So Vincent. if you haven't read Invincible before <laughs> and you're thinking about buying it, it would maybe be a good place to pick it up. Walking Dead Volume 2 hardcover. Uh, that would go up to issue 24. Is that correct? Fuck, I don't know. 13 through 24? Sal's really taking He's all bitter. Sal's gone. Daredevil number 97. You fuckers. In my mind, I'm already home. Along with uh, Daredevil, The Devil Inside, and Out, Volume 1 Trade Paperback. Uh, New You're Avengers walking home, Illumina- bitch. <laughs> New Avengers Illuminati, number 3 of 5. Which has been an excellent book. Is that Slot? Uh, no, 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 that's Bendis. 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 Or are they trying to trick me into buying this one? Uh, <laughs> Silver Surfer Requiem, number one of four. Uh, Boys number seven Yay. is uh, is finally going. Like and uh, the dynamite uh, provocation. And uh, Boys Volume One trade paperback. So that's some stuff to look forward to in a couple days, folks. All right, we have a ton. <laughs> Of listener email. Uh, our first uh, listener email is from uh, our buddy, the host of Comics Cast. It's uh, Mr. Bruce R. Uh, he said, Hey guys, just wanted to congratulate you on a really great episode. My buddy Sean from N3ErdCast, or NerdCast, if you're uh, a forum guy, had actually told me about this episode and how good it was, and I have to admit that I'm way behind on a lot of my podcast listening. Heck, I only have three hours a day to, of commute time. Because, of course, talking about the, the JSA uh, Comics 101. Oh, okay. So that was in the subject line. Sorry. I'm glad that Sean pointed this one out, even though he did reluctant, reluctantly, assuming that I already knew all of this information, which, for the record, is not the case. I love the All-Star volumes, and I certainly remember Roy Thomas bringing them back. Hey, those would be good candidates for my test run on bookbinding. 
Uh, but I totally forgot in the 70s run, and I sold all my 60s and 70s comics in 1980, so I'm sure I no longer have them. These two trades will be, my, be on my wish list by day's end. Couldn't believe all that garbage the characters were put through in the 90s. I'm getting through. Man, no wonder comics almost disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, anyway, congrats on the episode. There are way, they are, there are way too little of these types of episodes in podcasting, and I, for one, am happy to listen. Keep up the good work, and don't be too harsh on Todd McFarlane. He did some good work before it all went to his head and how refreshing to hear you guys bash someone for once don't be afraid to do so make makes it a fun listen to best bruce scotty young sucks (laughs) hi there great show (laughs) listen to it all the time on my ipod while i am working i am an art director slash storyboard and comic book artist from norway it would be cool to hear more from the uh, kubert school if possible keep up the good work best from oslo norway raymond johansson had nothing to do with Norton. Well, Raymond, we don't uh, we don't have anyone lined up to talk about the Kubert School, but we are going to be talking to the folks from Savannah College of Art and Design in two weeks. Correct? Uh, sure, if you so, say so. Yep. So we're going to be talking uh, sequential art school in a couple weeks. Fantastic. So, so look forward to that. Uh, Gentlemen, quit, always exciting when a lady chimes in. From Jessica, who says, hello again, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the show. It's like listening to my friends rant about comics, only you always have way better taste than most of them. I want to thank you for having Cecil Castellucci on the show. You know, backwards, it's Lisky Luklasica on the show. As a young woman who spends a large portion of my disposable income on comics and a regular listener, I appreciate you having a female writer on the show. It'd be super cool if you could have more female guests. Sincerely, that's from Jessica in Austin, Texas. It would be cool if you were now ready. I sure hope she doesn't sound that way. Every female. As Harry Carey. I enjoy Birds of Prey. I like girls. Yeah. <laughs> Arnie, where's Arnie Harris, our technical advisor? Uh, well, thank you, Jessica, for for sending and cool, listening Jessica. and sending us. Uh, we'll try and get well, more. I hope female. there's more female writers eventually. Yeah, that would yeah. More writers, more artists, more. All right, women Simone, we're looking at you, Colleen Doran. Colleen Doran, yeah. yeah. They weren't hermits. All right, for and now for quite possibly the greatest oh, I listener email we have ever received. And I want I want to set this up. Tom admitted uh, a few weeks back that he's been using his around comics email for porn signing sites. up a lot of porn, and he's been getting <laughs> a, lot a, a, lot, a lot of spam, a lot of people looking for his bank account, and uh, he forwarded one of these emails to us. It makes me wonder how many Nigerian princes there are. <laughs> Said, Dearest Mr. Caters, compliments of the season. I trust this email finds you well and in fine virile form. <laughs> My name is Obubu Magonga, and I am the manager of the United Bank of Tomo Longu Elephant Financing Division. In my bank, there is an abandoned sum of 33.3 million U.S. dollars in an account that belongs to one of our foreign customers by name, Mr. Steve Rogers. We were sad to learn he recently died due to being shot by a woman nobody seemed to notice while surrounded by hundreds of people and cameras. We were even sadder to learn that in advance from the... We were even sadder to learn this in advance from the fucking Yahoo homepage. We are still awaiting written confirmation of his death, and as soon as we save up the $100 needed to purchase a copy of Cap Number 25 from eBay, we will, of course, forward this to you. 
Since we got this information about his death, we have been expecting his next of kin to come over and claim his money, but as yet, nobody has come forward. We have been contacted by someone called Bucky, claiming to be next of kin, but being God-fearing people, we do not recognize gay marriage as official, even if he claims it was just to keep warm in the trenches. It was war. It is therefore upon this discovery that I decided to make business with you and release the money to you as the next of kin or relation of the deceased for safety and subsequent disbursement. We would, of course, need you to go by the name of Tom Rogers for the duration and claim to be the illegitimate son of Steve and Eva Braun. This, of course, being the true reason for Adolf's jealous murder-slash-suicide at the end of the war and the inspiration for the popular wartime song, You Might Be the Fuhrer, But I've Had Your Fraulein. All you now have to do is send me your bank account details and $100 cash for the for the aforementioned document. I'm afraid I must request cash and not quarter books to the value of $100, as I unfortunately have a rare skin disease that causes me to break out in feathers if exposed to the smell of old basements. Upon receipt of your reply, I will send you the text of the application. Please forward this to Blue Meanie at our Walsh office, but please specify this is not to be spent on beer or porn. Yours faithfully, Obubu Mubongo, second place medal regional under 12's 100 meter freestyle 1975. P.S. If you could please act quickly on this because we are pretty sure he will be coming back to life in the next few months and might want his cash back. That was awesome. Cap never had that much money, man. Blue Meanie is that was, uh, awesome. That was a great what email. A that was great probably the email. best, most thought out email we've ever uh, ever gotten. So thank that, you. That was that was I'm brilliant. Tired. So yeah, me too, man. Those, those people were the worst part over in, uh, in in Wales. All right. Um, there's still more. You guys ready to... Uh, oh, oh, actually, we do have one. Um, really? I yeah. said that as a joke. We well, have we have more emails for uh, oh. Oh, next week. Um, but this one... Oh, reminds me to talk about how we can spread the Around Comics Club. That is our Western LCS Challenge. I've been uh, mentioning that way. did it. So, yeah, we actually had a couple. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to talk about one right now. Uh, it says, hey, Chris, Sal, and Tom, uh, and I suppose John as well. Oh, he thanks. didn't mention right. you, Scotty. Sorry, Scotty. Uh, no, Scotty love. Scotty's ego. Stupid, uh, stupid lay First of all, if you folks aren't familiar with the <laughs> Listener LCS Challenge, if you go to our homepage, there is a flyer that you can download, print it out, and ask your local comic shop manager or owner if they'll display that in their shop. If they do so, we'll mention you and the store on the show and provide a link to the shop at our site. So anyway, uh, this goes on. It has taken me some time, but I have got the LCS Challenge photos done. While you guys have been asking uh, to the point of giving up, I've uh, been trying to get the. Sn- I've been trying to sneak the print out while I've been at work, then getting to the store and seeing if they would put it up. Then sneaking a digital camera out of work, then getting back to the store so it is finally done. Is Do they not speak English in Australia? I, what the hell? <laughs> you guys are promoting criminals. Because <laughs> he's like robbing his work blind. Uh, but it is for the uh, the store. Comics are us, and uh, this is from uh, Lee Webb, who I know is uh, a listener of uh, oh, yes. uh, Word Balloon. Said uh, hey, the, Lee. the guys who work there, Mitchell and Mark, have let our, your flyer go up in the front window. I added a mention uh, of the other Chicago podcast, Word Balloon and Crankcast, to the oh, flyer, which I hope is okay. No, take that down. <laughs> I'm slowly trying to convince some friends to give a podcast a go, so the test night goes okay. I'll write back on advice on how to do it properly. Lee Webb. But so, it's, mm-hmm. Comics are us, level 1 slash 220 Burke Street, Melbourne, Australia. 
so check it out if you're well, in the Melbourne. The if you're in the pool, Lee, yep. I think that'd be awesome. And, and we, we from Australia. Yeah, Lee's a good guy. Yeah, and we've got uh, we've got pictures of the uh, of the shop with the flyer, and it's got our flyer and crankcast and word balloon, which is all pretty cool. So very thank kind, you very much. Man. Just imagine, there's dozens of people in Australia that can now listen to us and call us stupid. Word crap, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it. Uh, so other other ways to interact with the I show besides all of these great voicemails and emails, uh, taking us up on the LCS challenge. You can also become our virtual friend at uh, comicspace.com/slash/aroundcomics. You can do the same thing at myspace.com slash around comics. People love the MySpace. I guess, yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And then you can, uh, I, saw, I caught you on there the other night. Oh, MySpace? Yeah. MySpace? Yeah, I'm on there all the time. Now, people think I'm on there 24 hours a day because my computer's on all the time. <laughs> I actually get comments like, why don't you go to sleep, man? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm not really on it, but it always is online. Well, <laughs> 24 hours a day. Well, like 16 hours is still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> not really. What are you trying to say? Not in Scotty time. Right. Well, you can also uh, take me up uh, on like my personal hyper-time. favorite, which is our iTunes music store reviews. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Todd42 this week. You left yeah. us a very nice... Uh, well, uh, what okay. happened to Todd1 through 41? I, they're, they're dead. They're dead. They oh. said, fuck around, comments. That shit was dumb. You can join our Frapper map. Uh, don't know if we have any new Frappers no. this week. We'll update no. that later. Check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best and comic book news, reviews, and what you should think. <coughs> <laughs> we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts like Comics Cast and Collection Comics Library, all, all, all sorts of stuff, at comicspodcasts.com. And just so everyone is aware, and we mean everyone, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or whatever. I did on Wednesdays. At at I had a photo shoot at work. And thank you again to Borders for sponsoring the show. When Art Attacks strike a small town, only four high school girls could be responsible. Get your copy of The Plain Janes by Cecil Castellucci and Jim Rugg at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the newest graphic novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com or use the store locator at aroundcomics.com. And the boys would like you to remember that they're proud to help support the Hero Initiative. It creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of you youngsters to give back something to the people who've given so much enjoyment. Like hot dogs. For more information, visit heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809, Arnie. Hey, uh, Harry, how do you say Hero Initiative back? Razzle. That's well, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Scotty, uh, Tom and Sal, of course, Harry Carey. Boy, oh boy. John, John, your, your last uh, news and reviews episodes for a while? Yeah, sorry, boys. Got uh, got a nighttime gig in radio, so... Uh, Where can people I'm hear you now? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be at The Mix, 101.9 FM. It is online. And I guess I'll be doing a lot of commercials also that will be online. Fantastic. So for the international audience, if you really want to hear me reading about... Uh, <laughs> Viagra. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Oil sale changes. Sale Sunday. So, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be starting up. And When's your hours? Really late, 4 to midnight, man. Do you think, you could, yeah. do you could slip in an Around Comics commercial once in a while? Yeah, Just I don't know. Kinda, I'll, try and, I'll try and slide that back past the bosses and stuff. But uh, no, it's... Just uh, stay backwards. No one will notice. I, I will miss my, my Friday nights and hanging out, boys. Yeah, so well, we're going to miss you well. too, buddy. So... 
All right, uh, for I guess uh, John John's last episode for a little while. Come back on Thursday. We're going to be talking about comics under the radar. It's comics uh, out of the Diamond Top 100 that we read and enjoy. So uh, come back for that one. Uh, in between now and then, we'll be everywhere in and around, around comics. <laughs> like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. And the fellows want to remind you that they are proud members and help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators. We'll We're not proud we'll members. Just restart. Oh, you, well, I thought as supporters of it, but I'll be happy to. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're proud to help support. It. Fine. They oh, just wow, hit, him in, they just hit you in the mouth. All right, man. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. <laughs> You guys uh, suck. That's uh, all I want. Uh, <laughs> there's more. You know, I'm trying to.